Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And happy Thanksgiving, bitches. Um, this comes out Thanksgiving week, right? I didn't just tell them happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> okay. Um, you gave me a look and I was like, wait, what? Am I wrong? <laughs> because I kind of based my case off of this. Um, so Sierra has abandoned me this week to live her best life and I am not okay. Um, I had like a manic episode. I chopped off all my hair. Uh, <laughs> emotionally not well, uh, cause I'm going to be all by myself, so. Yeah, I, I mean, she's not even sorry. I, <laughs> I offered to let you come with me, but you didn't want to come. So uh, yeah, that's true. I I know what to tell you. Mm, so sad. So 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 sad. Um. Anyway, besides the fact that you're abandoning me to go home for Thanksgiving, um, how are you? Um. Definitely <laughs> ready. Oh, to leave? For this break, because we only have two days of school left. Mm-hmm. So, two days. Two and days. then, after we come back from this break, we only have three weeks, and then we have winter break, and then we only have one week of class and one week of exams before the semester is over. Yay! <laughs> so. I know you're ready for it. I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess, because I still have all the same kids next semester. Yeah, but you're not, we're putting that vibe out into the universe that you are not going to be with them. Well, there's that. You guys, we just need to hope that Sierra gets this other job. It's just, it's interesting, (laughs) y'all. It's interesting. Yeah. Just say, let's just say things are in the works and we need things to work for Sierra. (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. All right. Um, I'm... Well, we all just heard how I was, and it's not well. Um, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) um, par for the course? Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, So this week, we are talking about a Thanksgiving Day murder uh, to celebrate the holiday, because nice get us in the mood. (laughs) Um, I know a lot of people are about to spend some time with their families, and that's always not the best option. Mm -hmm. Been there, done that. Um, That is why I'm not allowed it certain Thanksgivings anymore. Um, I will be spending it with my mother and then my boyfriend's family. Um, yeah. So <laughs> people who hopefully actually like me. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time. Um, I mean, mm, as much as you can like any person. Uh, yeah. All right. So anyway, on to murder. Murder. Sierra <laughs> <laughs> just poked my hand because I'm talking with my hands again. <laughs> Got me very off guard. Basically. What is the lyrics to that actual song? Money? Money, money, money. Okay. All right. Oh my God. All right. So. (laughs) Doing great, guys. We're devolving. I feel like (laughs) this happens every time. (laughs) Every time. All right. So we are talking. I don't, I don't even know. You're talking about a murder involving a model. Uh-huh. And the model's name is Omaima Nelson. Okay. Um, 
Omaima was born and raised in Egypt and moved to the United States in 1986. Okay. Um, William was a convicted drug, drug trafficker who moved to Orange County in search of a new life. Okay. Uh, the couple had been married in a telephone ceremony conducted by an Egyptian priest just around one month, um, only weeks after meeting over a game of pool in Huntington Beach, California. Um, the... Egyptian immigrant and the brash Texan drove to Phoenix and got married prior uh, to their marriage. Um, I feel like I was watching the show while I was typing this and I'm 100% positive. I typed straight up what, um, what they said, from what the they show. said from the show. So, okay. In case you guys haven't seen the new 2020 special about the Turnpin children, like you guys need to go watch it because it's insane. Mm-hmm. And it made me cry like four different times. And, Three of those times I was doing my makeup as I was getting ready. So I had to redo what I was already doing. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very sad. But anyway, um, apparently I just straight up fucking typed word for word what um, they were saying. Oh, nice. um, Anyway, so uh, unbeknownst to Omaima, William's divorce from his previous wife had not yet been finalized, meaning that they were legally not married. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was con- like basically committing bigotry. Um. Cute. Yeah, real cute. So it was easy to see why Bill, also known as William, mm-hmm. um, 56, was attracted to 23-year-old Omaima. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her good looks had gotten her work as a model. Uh, she was also doing like some work as a nanny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bill was the kind of guy who wanted the best. He drove a red Corvette, wore bright red cowboy boots, and a big gold belt buckle. And enjoyed showing off his wealth wherever he went. His friends described him as larger than life. He wasn't without his faults, though. In the 1980s, when he was a pilot, he was busted with a load of smuggled cannabis in his DC-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up serving several years in prison for the crime. Uh, but when it came to Shady Pass, Bill had nothing on Omama. Um, she was born in a poor village in southern Egypt near a border with Sudan. According to her, her father was violently abusive physically and sexually to her and her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps even worse, when she was young, she was subjected to um, female circumcision mm-hmm. um, or also known as genital uh, mutilation, uh, making sex painful and obviously traumatic from yes. then on. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Omaima's mother left her abusive husband. Now in utter poverty, the family moved to a Cairo slum called the, quote, City of the Dead. Nice. Because of the shacks were built among the tombs. Mm. Uh, Here, when she was 18, Omaima met an American oil worker, and the two started having a sexual relationship. Omaima's mother insisted that the two get married, and Omaima, seeing a way out of crushing poverty, um, agreed. The couple married, and when her husband's job in Egypt finished, they flew to his home in Texas. Mm-hmm. Not surprisingly to mm-hmm. anyone, the marriage didn't last. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Amima was a in a strange country, didn't speak English very well, and didn't have any money. Um, we're sitting in our living room right now, and I can see out the window, which the trees right now, so pretty. Mm-hmm. They're showing off right now for me. <laughs> um, and, they know how much you like that. Yes, and... Um, a small dog just walked by, and I didn't at first see the old people because there's, like, weird trees right there, but um, there are old people. Okay, so anyway, 
she drifted around, sometimes taking jobs as a housekeeper or a nanny, sometimes getting modeling gigs, like I said before. She occasionally, she occasionally engaged in, like, petty theft, mm-hmm. uh, but her main, like, source of support seems to have been a series of boyfriends. She would get involved with a man and move in with him right away, spend his money freely, and then when he confronted her or she just got tired of him, mm-hmm. uh, she would rob him and disappear. Okay. Um, one man, Robert Hansen, she tied to a chair and threatened with a shotgun before robbing him. Oh. After, yeah, after some time of, like, drifting like this from man to man to town to town, she ended up in Orange County, California, where in the fall of 1991, she met Bill Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, also known as William. So, obviously... This man is flashing a big wad of cash mm-hmm. and bragging about how much land he owned back in Texas and, like, what he didn't tell Omaima, however, was that he was still legally married to the other woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't stop Bill from marrying him, marrying her, as we know. After their quickie wedding, Bill took her on a road trip honeymoon back to Texas and then Arkansas. Hey, we're back in Arkansas. <laughs> nice. Um, to meet his relatives. Needless to say, most of them were skeptical. Skeptical. Skeptical of his new, very young wife, mm-hmm. um, who was actually younger than some of his children. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while riding horses at the family ranch, the horse she was riding threw her off. Uh, she impressed them with her toughness by simply asking for some aspirin and vodka. Which, like, Mm. same. Okay. Um, The couple returned to California and set up a home in Bill's apartment in Costa Mesa. On Thanksgiving Day, Bill spoke with his daughter, Margaret, on the phone. He told her how everything was going great and invited her to join them for dinner. Margaret refused. It was to be the last conversation she had ever had with her father. Mm. Uh, Three days later, early in the morning of December 1st, Jose Esquivel was awakened by a loud pounding on his door. He looked outside and saw a red Corvette parked outside. Not recognizing the car, he didn't answer the door, and after a while, the visitor went away. Uh, Then, at about 1 p.m., the visitor in the red vet returned. This time, Jose answered the door. When he opened the door, he saw saw Omaima, a woman he had briefly dated over a year ago. Oh, wow. Uh Uh-huh. She was crying, and she had some cuts on her face and hands. Um, Omaima told him that her husband had attacked her and raped her, so she had killed him in self-defense. Okay. She told Jose that she would give him $75,000 and two motorcycles if he would help her get rid of the body. If it was in self-defense, why would you get rid of the body? Exactly. Exactly. Jose played it cool. He told Omaima that he would meet her... Meet her, yeah, meet her at her apartment while he arranged to get a truck. But when she left, he called the police. Mm. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, at least somebody did something. One smart decision made here. Yeah. The police found Omaima in Bill's Corvette. Mm -hmm. Next to her in the passenger seat were some trash bags. When the officers looked inside, he saw what looked like human organs, including lungs with black black spots from smoking. When questioned, Omaima gave conflicting and confusing answers. She said that the organs were from someone Bill had killed. Then she claimed Bill was away on a business trip in Florida. Um, Mm, So she didn't have her story straight. mm -mm. Police got a warrant to search the Nelson's apartment. Inside were numerous boxes of computer parts. Bill earned money repairing and selling computers out of his home. 
But among the boxes were some suitcases, and inside the suitcases were trash bags. Inside the trash bags were human moraines. That's Bill. Mm-hmm. Police also found a broken lamp and clothes, like a, a clothes iron, iron, uh-huh. um, with tissue and ha- human hair on them. Ew. Yeah. Uh, as they searched further, they found even more grisly evidence. In the bedroom, the mattress was soaked in blood, and the bedposts were all broken, In the bathroom, a skinned and gutted human torso was suspended from clothes hangers above the tub, bleeding out like uh, like a sigh Mm -hmm. of beef. Yeah. Um, Okay, this is where it gets really bad. Mm. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, but the worst was in the kitchen. Inside a deep fryer, two human hands floated in oil mixed with turkey meat. In the trash, they found pieces of a human hip mixed in with turkey and cranberry sauce. Um, inside the freezer behind bags of frozen vegetables, there was a large round object wrapped in foil. It was Bill's head. It was badly burnt as though it too had been cooked in the deep fryer. That's like, not just like dismember it to like dispose of it in several places. Like, that's like, I'm about to eat this. Yeah. Or like rage or something. I don't know. Or what? Rage. Rage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back at the police station, Omaima kept changing her story again. Mm-hmm. She paced and rambled on at, t- on at times, acting as though Bill was still alive, at other times claiming a voice, quote, like a demon, had made her dismember her husband. She repeated the claim that Bill had raped her, and she only killed him in self-defense. But when she was forensically examined at a nearby hospital, they found no evidence of sexual trauma. Um, they also stated that the cut marks on her face, hands, and breasts were not defensive wounds, but they were consistent with injuries sustained while cutting up a body. Um, meanwhile, the medical examiner pieced together what was left of Bill Nelson. Besides being decapitated, dismembered, and disemboweled, he apparently had been castrated, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this is, like, not only killing him, but, like mutilating him. mutilating and like full overkill yeah um cause of death was determined to be from multiple blunt force injuries to his skull consistent with being hit by the lamp and iron found at the scene mm. the me also found ligature marks around bill's ankles since bill's hands had been cut off there was no way to determine if his hands were tied tied as well um but the broken bedposts at the scene would indicate that they were mm. The ME also noted that the body had been dismembered with unusual precision as if his killer had done this before. Mm. Um, I mean, that's a skill to have. I mean, right? Like, how many times? I mean, who knows how many times she's practiced it before? I mean, she's 23, so it just, it's, that's just insane. Yeah. Uh, so. More disturbing. Okay. Uh, was the fact that nearly 100 pounds of Bill's remains were missing. Oh, geez. Yeah. The Nelson's neighbor told police that he had heard the garbage disposal running constantly for two days, starting on the evening of Thanksgiving. Oh, shoot. He said that he could hear the motor grinding as though it was draining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was what Omaima said in her court, to her court-appointed psychologist that shocked literally everyone. Uh, she said that she had cooked Bill's ribs in barbecue sauce and eaten them, exclaiming, quote, it's so sweet, and that nothing was sweeter than her husband's meat. Okay, that's gross. Mm-hmm. 
she later recanted those statements and now swears she never committed cannibalism. The psychologist diagnosed her as being psychotic and suffering from PTSD. Um, in December 1992, Nelson stood trial for the murder and dismemberment of her husband. Thanks to Robert Hansen's testimony, the prosecution was able to present a scenario that fit the evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, they claimed that Nelson had lured Bill into consensual bonded se- like session mm-hmm. long enough to tie him to the bedpost. Then prosecutors speculated she demanded money or like other access mm-hmm. to his wealth. And well, when Bill didn't comply, Omaima brutally beat him with the lamp and then the iron, finally stabbing him with scissors before dismembering his corpse. Um, so Nelson's defense was that she suffered from PTSD from a child filled like a childhood filled with abuse, and that Bill had been sexually and physically abusive towards her throughout their four-week marriage. Uh, She claimed that before his murder, he had tied her up and held her captive for several days, raping her repeatedly. She testified that she had gotten one arm loose from the restraints and hit him with the lamp. She then stabbed him with the scissors in order to save her own life. She claimed to have no memory of dismembering him. She also claimed that spirits of ancient Egyptians spoke to her and acted through her. It was these spirits who told her to kill her husband and then dismember him because if his remains were scattered, he couldn't go into the afterlife. Mm. Um, So in January 1993, the jury deliberated for six days before acquitting her on first-degree murder charges. However, she was found guilty of second-degree murder as well as the assault on Hansen and sentenced to 28 years to life. She is serving her sentence in the Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla alongside, um, like, other really notorious uh, serial killers. Um, Also, guess who happens to be in there? Who? That bitch. Louise Turpin. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Um, while in prison, she began a long-distance relationship with a, di- with oh, the, yeah, with a disabled man in his 70s. They married and were allowed several conjugal visits before the man passed away, leaving Omaima with a great deal of money. Um, she first came up for parole in 2006, but was denied because she was found to be, quote, unpredictable and serious threat to public safety. Mm-hmm. Um, she came up again in 2011, but was again denied by the parole board because she said she had not taken responsibility for the murder. Mm. Um, she is eligible for parole again in 2026. So five years. Um, also, a lot of this came from the Medium article, like those bitches mm-hmm. really covered it. So yeah. just want to say a lot of this is from the medium article. And again, all of my sources will be on the blog, but like a lot of this was from the medium article. Um, but yeah, so that's crazy. It's insane. I wonder like, yeah, she had like robbed her boyfriends before. But I wonder if this was the first person she murdered or not. I don't know because they said it was like really like they, she had done it before. So it makes you think, like, if she had done it before, like... Well, that's kind of subjective, like... But, like, and, like, how did she learn how to cut like that, though? I don't know. I don't either. Maybe she did some of that in Egypt, maybe. Yeah. She, like, one of her jobs was 
Like a butcher or something? Butcher or something. I don't know. Um, but what, like, what kind of, like, luck is, luck, quote-unquote, is that, that she would find, that she would, you know, find this oil person uh, to get, and get married and then get to the United States? Mm-hmm. And then now she lives here, and instead of, like, making her life or getting help, you know, therapy or whatever. Yeah. She ends up being a criminal. Yeah. I mean, there is something to be said, like, what you know is what you do. Yeah. Um, but also, like, you like, could have gone a totally different way. You could have. And I get, like, childhood trauma, obviously. We've talked about this at length. But, like, you always have a choice. Right. That is an excuse. No. Like, you still, like you said, you still make a choice. Yes. Um, like, believe me, I get, I understand being dealt a really, really, really shitty hand. But again, like, you have the choice. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just fucking wild, man. Yeah. I mean, did she think she was going to be able to dispose of the entire body? You or? know, I feel like if she went, like, the, the way she was going about it, I feel like she was just kind of in, like, autopilot mode. I was thinking, like, some kind of, like, psychosis kind Well, I mean, of they thing. did diagnose her as psychotic. Yeah, so, like... She may not have actual memories of doing everything. Yeah. If she was in some kind of mental yeah. break. I mean, if she hadn't I mean, killed anybody like, before. On, like, a normal basis, when people get angry, like, a lot of times they, you know, they'll, like, block out mm-hmm. a good bit of it. Yeah. Because, um, like, you're in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. I just, it's, it's fucked, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do find it interesting she called him sweet, though. That just the barbecue or was it the meat itself? I uh, yeah. Cannibalism's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Alrighty. It's well. One of those things, like, everything tastes like chicken. Do we taste like chicken? Do we taste like chicken? I don't know. We've had this discussion at length. Probably, you know my feelings on this. Probably not. Probably not, no, because we're closer to pork. Right. Yeah, probably not. Human meat is called long pig. Yeah, no. I know you know. I'm telling them. In case you guys don't know. <laughs> it is called long pig. I know you know. I've told you this multiple times. And I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> um, because we are closely related to pork because of the myelin in our body. All right. So I hope you guys have a really great Thanksgiving. Um you sure about that word? I'm sure about th- th- that word because I'm not telling myself to mm. have one. Okay. Yeah, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I'm going to cry every single day until Sierra returns. Oh, um, man. My poor, poor boyfriend. Um, he's not going to know what to do. Ugh. This is going to be the longest we've been apart in a hot minute, Sierra. Yeah. I think the last time was your brother's wedding, right? Yeah, probably. No, my grandma died last year. And they got married at the beginning of the year. So when I went home last year in December. Oh, oh, yeah. It's going to be like almost a whole year that we... (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) no. Can you guys tell that I'm really not looking forward to it? 
Um, anyway, so. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to cook her one and not have anybody to le- eat the leftovers. Yeah, what the fuck is that shit? You're gonna have to make stuff you'll eat. In other news, I've been cleaning my room. Oh my god, yeah, I woke up this morning, y'all, at 7.16, which is a feat for me, because usually it's more like after 8. Um, but 7.16, and I walk out of my bedroom, and then I go to feed the dog that we are currently watching, and um, Sierra walks out and is full of life, which is weird because you're not a morning person, per se. Like, well, I'm also, um, you're, I'm not usually here when you wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Slash you're not usually awake when I get up. Yes. Um, but like, usually you're not prepared for me in the morning because I'm like full blast, mm-hmm. um, on 10 um, which is a lot, um, <laughs> but you walk out and you're like, I'm cleaning. And I was like, Oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> and then we, d- I discovered we were out of coffee creamer and then I was not okay. Um, yep. But Sierra went to the food lion. Sure did. At seven o'clock this morning to get me coffee creamer, mm-hmm. a true friend who was abandoning me. Yep. Ah! All right. This episode is going to be called the case of Sierra abandoning us. She's abandoning all of us. No, not you guys. <laughs> Just me? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay, man. but in all, 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 let's close out. Let's stop my rambling. All right. Plug all the things, homie. Plug it in, plug it in. Glade. Oh, I was trying to think of what it was. <laughs> um, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Emily will post the case photos. You can also find them on the blog, uh, Paranorm Podcast at Gmail. No, at Parent. What? <laughs> what is it? Paranormpodcast.com. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Our um, Gmail is, our email is, um, Paranorm Podcast at Gmail. Yeah, there you go. Um, and anyway, so if you check out our blog, you can send us a little message there, or like she said, you can send our it to our email. Um, but we have all the pictures. Well, not all the pictures. We have pictures and, sources on the blog so you can find those there and um if you'd like to send us postcards or mail you can uh i love postcards that's why she said send us postcards because i love postcards and it's only one stamp um (laughs) and so you can send those to paranormal podcast p.o box 1416 monroe north carolina 28111 and um that's three ones (laughs) yeah (laughs) three ones (laughs) Callie, do you have anything to add? The dog we're watching is Callie. She is Hi, Callie. the kids that I used to nanny for dog. And she is so sweet. Yes, she is. And if you talk to her like that, she wags her tail. She wags her tail a lot. She wags her tail all the time. Like, you literally go, you're such a pretty girl. And she'll just start wagging her tail. She's the happiest dog ever. Yep. All right, all everyone. Right. Have a good one. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Don't murder your family members during thanksgiving just take some time for yourself just go listen to this episode and um i'm gonna hide in the bathroom if i get upset so good times good times all right bye, bye. bye.